hey, where the hell are the hostages? 37 days. 37 days, very little awareness, very little speaking about the hostages. And I hate the kind of the making it an equal situation, you know, Hamas and Israel, right? And these peace breaks, what do they call them? Ceasefires? Uh, daily pauses. Daily pauses. <laughs> In the middle of a war. You know, I've been to a war. And we there was no daily pause. I mean, there was kind of a knack. Believe it or not, you had to take a break every now and then. <laughs> you just you, you can't be like... You know, so the daily pauses would kind of happen on their own. Let me see what they're saying here. The daily pause. Here's, well, there's supposed to be a lot of, uh, you know, forewarning about those pauses so that people could get south within Gaza. Didn't they already get a big heads up? Uh, cut seven, please. Cut seven. This is Jake. Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor. I call him the national destruction advisor because he's destroying this country along with his boss. The United States has also been leading efforts to increase the flow of life-saving, sustained humanitarian assistance, food, water, medicine, into Gaza. While we've made some progress, much more is urgently needed to alleviate suffering among the civilian population in Gaza. We're glad to see Israel take an important step in this direction last week. And we remain in active discussions with the Israeli government about the importance of tactical humanitarian pauses in the fighting, to permit civilians to depart areas of active hostilities, to increase the flow of aid, and to enable hostage releases. This little pencil neck has no concept what the hell he's talking about. Uh, Jake Sullivan, he went from uh, that nice college to that nice law school to that nice law firm, and he's looking at things on pieces of paper and you know email exchanges and PowerPoints and meetings. He knows nothing of war, nothing of combat. If you're going to go to war, go to war. It's a horrible thing. It's why you want to avoid it. The death of uh, collateral damage, it does happen, and you can't make it not happen. Does anybody think Hamas is not going to exploit these operational pauses? Of course they are. Of course, and they are right now. And just remember, Hamas did it on purpose. They took women and children. They think they are a legitimate military target. They are not. These people are, quite frankly, Hamas. I mean, it's illegal. They're all war criminals. By definition, they are all War criminals. I want this thing to be over, and it has to be over decisively. Decisively. Don't you think? I Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, I mean, I, I feel as though it's kind of horrifying the way there's been this moral equivalency surrounding things like kidnapping kids and terrorism and stuff like that. But what do you say to people when they push back and they say, well, Israel is guilty of genocide, so... You know, I say you're wrong. You know, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're historically wrong. You're wrong right now in the moment. There is no, absolutely no record of a campaign against uh, civilian targets, a sustained campaign against civilian targets. Yes, we've gone after terrorists. We, by the American-Israeli alliance, we've gone after the supporter of terrorists. And sometimes, yeah, that does include uh, the house where the guy came from. Oh, you were he was making a... Uh, a bomb here while you were here? Okay, you can't live in this area anymore. I think that's kind of reasonable. And that's like how you said war is terrible. War is horrible. War is a bad, bad, bad thing. And, um, gosh, they've been the victims of genocide, uh, but they keep surviving. The Jews, they're amazing. They are just amazing. The, the the hard work, the talent, the survivability. I just, they're, I'm in awe of that, of that, that people. I just, what they, what they have been through and what they continue to go through. And the rest of the world tries to walk all over them. They're messing with the wrong people. And 
I wish I wish it were more clear cut on our side because Joe Biden is sending all kinds of weirdo mixed signals. All right. I'm so frustrated. I want to move on from that. I got to tell you this, though. Uh, uh, here's Donald Trump being totally reasonable. OK. And they're saying they're pretending that this is ugly stuff. It's not. Ready? Cut 27, please. He said all this to Telemundo the other day. Cut 27. You can't do that. You can't go after people. You know, when you're president and you, you've done a good job and you're popular, you don't go after them so you can win an election. They've done indictments in order to win an election. They call it weaponization. And the people aren't going to stand for it. But, yeah, they have done something that allows the next party. I mean, if somebody, if I happen to be president and I see somebody who's doing well and beating me very badly, I say, go down and indict them. Mostly, that would be, you know, they would be out of business. Well, he's obviously lamenting the situation, right? He's not saying that's good. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like the precedent that has been set when you go after. Listen to how they lie, cheat, and steal about what he said. This is the fake news freaking out. Cut uh, 26. This week, Trump told us exactly what he has planned if he were to be reelected. The former president telling Univision he would use the Justice Department to go after his enemies. Trump continues to be very outspoken about his plans if he is reelected to complete what he started on January 6th to end American constitutional governance as we know it. Once again, we started this week with a report that the former president is preparing to use the Justice Department to prosecute his political foes. Hey, one thing I want to there's a woman's voice at the very top of this. I want you guys to hear this. All right. This this lady. uh, And you heard what Trump actually said. He doesn't want this to happen. Right. And they're they're accusing him. If he gets back, he's going to do what Joe Biden is doing right now. Joe Biden's doing a federal prosecutor has indicted Trump twice, twice. Both cases are bogus. They know it is. They know it, but they don't care. They're going to do it. They're really going to do it. But here's the thing. The Biden people are freaking out because they realize there's not going to be a conviction before Election Day. Right. And they also realize that this is helping Trump. This is so. Uh, but play that one more time. The woman's voice at the very top. OK, the woman's voice. Go ahead. This week, Trump told us exactly what he has planned if he were to be reelected. OK. Did you notice a lack of enthusiasm there? Kind of a robotic kind of, right? That woman on MSNBC, that is Alicia Menendez, the daughter of Robert Menendez. So she has an idea what it's like when the government goes after you for political reasons. Now, I don't like Menendez. Sounds like he did a lot of dirty stuff, but maybe he didn't. I do know this. He was an opponent of of the Iran nuclear deal. He knew it was a scam. He knew it totally favored Iran, not us. And he was the chair of the Senate Armed Services Committee. He said, I don't like this. He voted against it. He worked against it. And Obama hated him for that. And so did Joe Biden. And now the Justice Department shows up. Huh? I think she knows that. She feels funny about it. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's uh, certainly fair, I think, to question to what extent some of those federal indictments have been politicized. All right. What else is going on? Anything good on TV? The answer is no. I saw this crazy, perverted, uh, what's it called, Love Island on NBC Peacock. And it's about um, it's about uh, who's going to hook up with who, period. Remember the dating game? I mean, that looks like... Channel 13, uh, Masters Puritanical Theater compared to, <laughs> yeah. right. It looks, it, it's, it's just, that's Shakespeare compared to this depravity. <laughs> and hey, we all like to have a good time. All right. I mean, some do more than others. 
I'm not a prude, but there are some things that should not be on television, right? Is it like an eye candy show? Is that why people watch it? Eye candy. Where did you get that phrase? (laughs) Is is that not an acceptable term? Eye candy. Eye candy. What do you mean? What does eye candy mean? Uh, is it, in essence, is it the reason to watch the show because it's a bunch of attractive people parading around without their clothes on? I hear Love Island. I think of the If you're into that, you don't have to wait. You don't have to download, uh, you don't have to download <laughs> NBC Peacock. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, no, it's about who's going to hook up with whom, right? That's the whole damn show. And it's very, I think, very vulgar. And I do think also they're kind of, I don't know what it is, but it seems like, and it's fine. It's totally fine, but it's a little bit, hey, does, do any black people hook up with black people? And do any white people hook up with white people? It's all interracial. Oh. Now, interracial couples used to be, and by the way, that's fine, right? I, you know, I don't, it's, well, you, love is love, right? But at, at one point, you know, it was somewhat exceptional. In my lifetime, I remember walking down the street and go, oh, look at that. How about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, when was that Virginia case? Wasn't that back in like the seventies or something like that? Now, go on. I mean, go on television. Try to find a same a racially uh, not mixed couple. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I'm looking. I'm looking at TV right now. There, it's a, it's a, it's a mixed couple. That's fine. It's totally fine. To, but to a certain point, because you're starting to make uh, people who are in same sex relationships feel lame and not cool right but aren't they just kind of checking the boxes like they've got oh we get two different demographics in this commercial when we do the international relationship you know i don't know i i see it as like i don't know i look white men suddenly overnight lost interest in uh uh, uh automobiles deodorant uh beer <laughs> lawn equipment household <laughs> cleaning agents i mean you name it there's no the the, the, the i don't know White people seem to have no more applicability, right? Yeah, well, I don't think guys really lost interest in those things. I think the powers Maybe we that never be had are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, as I was saying that, I said, I don't like that stuff anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm just talking about, uh, anyway, I don't know. There's something very strange going on culturally. Uh, I don't, and, and, and they want me to notice. They're almost daring me to notice, right? Because who's going to notice? And who, oh, you notice that? Why would you notice something like that? Oh, you're going to say something about it? Why would you say something about it? Well, it's to the point that you're trying to make almost other people feel marginalized, right? I'm getting to the point where I don't see anybody who looks like me on TV. Uh-oh. Right? I know that's a problem. We've heard that's a problem. Exactly. I have to look and see. I'm not going to do anything unless that person looks like me. I'm not going to join the military unless there is a general who looks like me. And, you know, what what a buffoon I was to look in 1990, when I joined the military, at General Colin Powell, who I thought was fantastic. He was a great guy, four-star general. And you know what I loved about the guy? He went to the same White Castle I did in the Bronx when he was a kid. I'm serious. And he didn't go to a fancy school, and there was a lot of things I liked about him. Of course, my dad was in the military, too. and But uh, Colin Powell was a hero, but he was black, not white. I don't know. I mean, was I mean, I should have maybe I should have held out for a white general. Yeah, I guess so. Who looked like me? Looks like you. Could really been inspired. All right, everything going okay at home? Everything's good. Yeah, no. Uh, just trying to get squared away for uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, getting things uh, lined up. Got our peanut oil for the deep frying of the turkeys this weekend. Everything lined up. You know what I do? I pull my chair to the table. You're not involved in the that's, cooking or the, the prepping. Up. We're going out. Oh, okay. 
which I highly recommend actually. Yeah, it's 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 less stress on everybody That's involved. For sure, yeah. And uh but don't you got to tip better than usual. You got to tip. You got to tip good. All right, thank